Hi everyone, welcome to the It's Growing Season podcast. I'm your host Maggie, and this series will be about all things related to real growth, true health and wellness, and learning to love and care for yourself. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope this podcast inspires you to invest in yourself more and to never stop growing into the best version of you. So without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the It's Growing Season podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. I hope you are all doing well. Um, This is my last week of break before school starts, so I'm really trying to make the most of it, you know, getting the rest that I need, planning the episodes that needs to get done so that I can balance, you know, what I love doing, you know, podcasting and stuff like that with academics. And before we get started with the conversation today, I wanted to tell you all about the Instagram account that I made recently. Um, I recently launched an Instagram account for this podcast. It's simply at It's Growing Season, and I'll be posting weekly updates, um, some audiograms, some previews, introducing my guests on there. So be sure to check it out. Give it a follow. Uh, I'd really, really appreciate that. And so today's episode is with my friend Rose. We talk about redefining Asian beauty standards and how we can discover self-confidence when everyone in the world is telling us that we can't love our bodies, that all these beauty standards are impacting how we learn to appreciate our bodies growing up. So we really dive into this topic and I learned so, so much about practicing self-care, you know, how to find confidence when you're not feeling 100% about yourself and really just that, you know, we're not alone in our struggles and that it is possible to gain confidence and gain self-love if you learn to view the world and to view yourself through a different lens. So yeah, I really, really hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hi Rose, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi Maggie. I'm so happy to be here. Super excited. <laughs> I'm super excited to dive into our conversation today. But before we jump in, could you introduce yourself so the listeners can get to know you first? Yeah, I would love to. So, hi everyone. My name is Rose. I'm currently 20 years old and I go to college at University of Notre Dame. I also, like Maggie, went to TAS and I was actually at TAS my whole life. And right now I'm currently studying industrial design and I have a minor in like computer science, but it's like applied computer science. And in my free time, I like to work out, shop, eat, and do art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Rose and I played on the same touch rugby team for a couple of years in high school. And touch rugby isn't like a like those that tackling type of rugby. I think not a lot, not a lot of people know what touch rugby is. Um, But Rose and I played on the same team for a couple of years. And I've always had so much respect for you for how vocal you are and how well-spoken you are about, you know, the issues that you're passionate about, but also because you just exude so much confidence. And so I wanted to ask you, like, where does this confidence come from, like both externally and internally? Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've been asked this. I think a big part of it was just like growing up, my mom and my family has always like, I've never been pressured to like look a certain way. Like every time I brought up an insecurity to like my mom or something, she'd always say like, no, like you're perfect. And I feel like having such like strong support systems and like people around you who like don't doubt you Mm -hmm. is so important and like I'm really thankful that just I had such like loving people in my life and like mm-hmm. I don't know I think I also I'm just like a naturally like very like positive person mm-hmm. so you know I don't really spend time thinking about like things that bring me down I like to like have fun and just like focus on like good things so I think this this kind of attitude also like really like plays into my confidence mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it has also, like, I think in terms of, in terms of looks, like, externally, I think, like, fashion has been a huge thing because, like, ever since I was small, like, I cared about how I looked, Um, but not in a way that was, like, I don't, like, toxic, I guess, Mm -hmm. not in a way that where I was, like, it was, like, shallow, but more in a way, like, like, I wanted to, like, wear things I like, and I think, like, really developing my own style and like getting into fashion and like dressing for my body and what I feel confident in is really important. And I think internally, I think a big thing for me is self-awareness, like getting to know like who I am, what my personality is like, like knowing my strengths and my weaknesses, like that's been huge. So like, because I know like what I'm good at and like, I know like my strengths, like I can feel confident in those um, qualities. And even in my flaws and my weaknesses, like, I'm not ashamed of them. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm really aware of them. And so, yeah, I think it's like, it's such a waste to live your life, like not loving who you are, or like, just not feeling good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I just want to like, enjoy every moment. And like, self love is like, such a huge part of that. Yeah. Do you think people were born confident? Or do you think it's like, you know how there's the debate between like whether you were born good or bad and whether your environment shapes it do you think that's true for confidence like do you think that Mm -hmm. we're all born confident and our external environment makes us feel worse about ourselves or do you do you know what I mean yeah for sure that's a really interesting question I think it's a bit of like uh, both like I think for some people it is easier to be confident Mm -hmm. But I think everybody has the potential to be confident Mm -hmm. and like environment does help you so much. Like some people, they need, like, they need to have people who can like bring it out of them. But like some people, like, regardless of who they're around, like they want to be confident. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like both, like some, it comes easier to some people and it comes harder to others, but I think it's definitely like possible for everyone. And I think, you know, nowadays there's so much like all this like insecurity and like self-doubt I think that has a big thing to do with society like I don't think that's like internal yeah like, I don't think that's like that I don't think we're born to feel that way mm-hmm. for sure yeah and I think it's so unique how your mom never never like talked down about the way you looked or like she would be your hype woman whereas I think a lot of people especially in the Asian community they have parents or especially yeah. like for people who identify as female, like your mother or like your aunties, they're always, you know, criticizing. Talking about your weight. Yeah, For exactly. sure. Yeah. 
yeah like it's it's so important for like I think family to be supportive because like like when you're like at your like weakest or like when you're feeling your most insecure like they're who you go to and if Mm -hmm. they don't give you like complete support like that's crazy like Mm -hmm. I can imagine how like how much of an impact that would have on your Mm self-image like if you're not even enough for your family like Mm So yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Like sometimes like I go to family gatherings and like they're just like like if I I like one this one time like I went and then like my aunt was just like, "Oh, like Rose, you're so pretty." blah blah. blah. And, like that's like the only comment I get got. And I was like, I told my mom like I just feel like for women like in the Asian community like the comments we get are so like it's all about appearances mm-hmm. and looks and it's like like what about like my brain or like you know <laughs> yeah like we've we've achieved so much and we go to such you know such amazing universities we're learning so much all the time like we have values that we stand up for but the only comment comment or compliment we get is our looks and that could either be you know complimenting how pretty you looked but also a lot of family gatherings they have you have relatives talking about how you gained weight or you look a certain Lost way yeah, yeah exactly crazy yeah do you think you know like the standards of beauty that are unique to the Asian community has impacted how you appreciate your body because you know like people are always talking about how I guess like in Asia the beauty standard is um for for women it's you know to look thin and to be pale but I think that you know this is it's kind of different from the West where the beauty standard is constant. It's like it changes, it changes more frequently. Yeah. Oh, this is like a big one. Like definitely like going to TAS and growing up, that beauty standard of being like a skinny, like Asian woman was so prominent. Mm-hmm. It definitely was hard on me because like, I know I'm not like, like chubby or anything, but I'm also like, not like skinny so I was just kind of like in this like weird in between and like I don't know there are like so many like beautiful like slim women at Tayas um and it, it it there was definitely a lot of pressure like I think any of my insecurities it would just stem from not being that you know mm-hmm. which was like pretty crazy but I think I do think it really helps that like we do have some influences of like Western beauty standards because like, you know how like recently, like there's like being like curvy is like, is also kind of a beauty standard and stuff like that. So like that kind of like was really helpful for me because it was like, it kind of just shows that it's so socially constructed and that like both of these body types are beautiful. And even beyond these body types, like is so much beauty. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it's like really great that in the West, there's been a lot more like diversity and inclusivity mm-hmm. in, in body types. Like, I think there's still a long way to go, but like, you know, like Lizzo, yeah. she's so amazing and yeah. she's like so beautiful and she owns herself. I think it was, it's, it was really, it was really great to see some of the beauty standards change. Although I still think it is, there's like so much so much more to like improve on but like mm-hmm. I think that really helped me like kind of get out of my head about being skinny yeah 
And I also think like, yeah, it's definitely hard. I, I'm sure you've experienced this, like being an athlete and everything, like, mm-hmm. like being fit, but also like not being like bulky or like muscular like there's just so much you have to do to be perfect and it's so hard to achieve but like yeah like with like fashion and just like I think being unique was like also really cool to me like you know like I might not be that like ideal skinny like Asian woman but I have like I have there there are qualities and body parts of me that like are more unique and I love them and it's like Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun you know like to be different yeah yeah but it's it's it was definitely like it's definitely a journey and like definitely still have those like insecurities and pressure mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's so crazy how like when you're in high school so for p- the people listening like our high school was it was kind of like a like a western bubble in an Asian community which is strange because I feel like when you're in that bubble you feel an intense pressure to, you know, look a certain way. And then it could be the beauty standard could be, you know, influenced by Western standards, like to be curvy, but it could also be influenced by the Asian standard to look thin because you're literally in Asia, but you're also in like a Western bubble. So it's so weird because you could be feeling confident as like a more curvy woman in school but when you step out of campus it's like you see all these like asian thin asian pale girls and you just start comparing yourself yeah and i feel like even at school like yeah there were definitely like that asian beauty standard was still there like Mm -hmm. yeah it's like exactly what you said it's like one day you might feel really confident the next day you might be like wait yeah not so much yeah yeah so i love how you said that you use beauty or like you use fashion as a way to build confidence because I think that it's you know we're all genetically predisposed to look a certain way like we're not we're not going to fluctuate that much from our genetic set point because we have you know uh, our bone structure and like our natural fat storage stuff like that Mm -hmm. but what we can change is our our outer shell like how we decorate our bodies with like you know makeup and like fashion but like you said, it's not in a shallow way because I think that if you use those things as a means to make yourself more confident and love yourself more, I think that is such a constructive thing to do rather than like a, I'm doing this for other people. Rather, it's for I'm doing sure. it for yourself. Yeah, and I feel like it just makes you like a more fully realized person. Like, this is who I am. Like, you get to decide like what you present. And I feel like talking about that, like fashion, like the fashion industry itself is also like really tough. Like, I think I definitely had to, I definitely have to like wear different, like I know what looks good on me. Mm-hmm. And like, thankfully, like the fashion industry has changed to accommodate more types of bodies. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember in like middle school or like high school, like the skinny jeans? <laughs> like that was my worst nightmare, like shopping for pants, like, mm-hmm. Like, it was awful. Like, uh, yeah. I love mom jeans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mom jeans, high-waisted. Yes. Oh, my God. Bless high-waisted. Like, <laughs> literally, like, how can you feel good in something that is made for a body type that's not yours? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the one-size-fits-all, like, it does not fit all. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, with fashion, like, it definitely takes time. And, like, but it's such a worth a worthy, like, investment. Because, Mm -hmm. like, once you find, like, 
what fits you like you feel so much better like I just feel so much better mm-hmm. yeah do you have any tips for people who are like exploring their style or wanting to find their own unique sense of fashion or mm-hmm. finding their own way to develop confidence I think it's like try everything like try like what you think is cute like don't think about whether it'll look good on you or not just mm-hmm. like try it and you might be surprised and then start to learn like what looks good on your body you can you can always like go towards that but yeah try new things different like fits are nice too like like I love oversized but I also love like crop tops Mm -hmm. so like having a good mixture and just putting yourself out there like don't be scared anyone can wear anything like you don't have to like look a certain way to be able to like rock like that dress you really like you know if you really like it or you have that one piece of clothing in your closet that you've been wanting to try but you're scared of what other people will think just try it and you never know yeah also like sizing like I think when I was small like like we're like growing up I was like oh like I was always like I always didn't want to like try a size up because like I didn't like you know like we want to be like it was that like beauty standard of being like small and thin again but it's like it's like sizing is actually like so whack like you literally just it it changes with every brand so like don't be afraid to size up and like Mm -hmm. try different sizes or like size down like it really depends on the garment and like yeah it's about what fits you not like Mm -hmm. the number like don't like worry about that yeah Yeah. there are all these photos online of how one clothing size looks different on everyone but also how each clothing size differs from company to company and like garment to garment and it's not a reflection of your self-worth at all it's literally just a number and it can change from one to the next and your clothes could shrink in the wash you know you could want to wear something that's more loose and comfortable one day but something that's tighter like yesterday I was wearing a sweater that was extra large like extra extra large that I got from Depop and it was so comfortable yeah like oversized is amazing yeah yeah Yeah. exactly um and you were talking about that there's something you talked about earlier that wanted um that wanted to bring back you know talking about being a female athlete and the fear of being bulky and I use like air quotes because I think bulky is there's like a misconception among athletes or people who just like want to gym like you're nodding your head now because it's like it's just so it's really bizarre yeah it's so sad it's like I feel like that holds so many like girls back from like exercising Mm -hmm. and being active yeah yeah so like since I got back from in like March Mm -hmm. and like since May I've been like on this crazy fitness journey like I've worked out like maybe like three times a week mm-hmm. every week since then mm-hmm. at least and I think in the beginning like I was doing a lot of like cardio abs like core mm-hmm. like like what like what is marketed towards women you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that like slim like exercise program you know yes, yes. and like I, de- I definitely saw results and like it was definitely like good to be like active and like putting in that work mm-hmm. but I think it was also like it was like it was also like really tiring I think mm-hmm. and so like and it also got really boring you know yes. it's it's so boring it's like the same <laughs> like same like bicycles on the mat like 
exactly like, you know it wasn't yeah. like it felt like I was just doing it to like get this like summer body but mm-hmm. not really because like I loved it yeah um so like I was like okay because like because I did have a trainer because it just because for me like sometimes like it does help to have a trainer just to get to the gym yeah and to learn new things but I was like I want to learn how to squat and like Mm -hmm. how to deadlift because like I've always wanted to but like I think form is so important like Mm -hmm. if you have the wrong form it's really really hard yeah so like I think in like October or like September like I got a new trainer Mm -hmm. like specifically for weightlifting Mm -hmm. and like I actually really enjoyed it I started off more intensely with squats and deadlifts I like I think that type of like weightlifting was actually like better for me like for my body Mm -hmm. like I was just better at like weightlifting than I was at like cardio like Mm -hmm. that's just my body and then Mm -hmm. I felt really strong and then I also started like his benching is like the third one yeah and then like you don't really see girls bench yeah um so I was always like very like intrigued like Mm -hmm. I don't I didn't know much about it but then like you know once I started being able to like do it was really cool to Mm me yeah and like I've just been training since and now like I can do it pretty well and like I've gotten into like all my programs for like all these exercises and Mm -hmm. like I love working out now like like during the summer like I would work out just to work out Mm-hmm. But now, like, I want to go to the gym, like, yeah. like on my own, not because, like, I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's been really awesome. And, like, just talking about the bulky thing, like, I don't know. Like, I've always thought, like, women with, like, arm muscles are so badass. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't really bother me. And, and, like, the thing is, like, just to, like, break the stigma, like, benching and doing, like, arm workouts, it doesn't make you, like, for girls, it doesn't actually make you super bulky because, we have like two layers of fat. So it's actually like helping you tone your muscle. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, if you like, if you get really, really, really into it for a long time, like I can like, maybe you'll get more bulky. But like, I've been lifting for like two or three months now. And like, I love how like, my arms are getting more shaved, how Mm -hmm. like, I have more muscle. Yeah. And like squats and deadlifts are like great for the booty Mm -hmm. and your legs and all these exercises train your core. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm not I don't have to do like, those like, boring, like painful ab exercises, but I still get that workout. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you're able to find joy in working out now, because I completely relate to what you said about you know, only doing cardio-based workouts and only doing core and like being afraid to lift because that was definitely me in high school. I would only like, I would have to run for at least 10 minutes like before I work out. And if I don't do that, that's a terrible workout for me. Like I ruined it. But now (laughs) I just like, I, I love gymming. Like I, it's so exciting for me because I just feel so badass you know wearing my biker shorts and going in and like squatting and like yes. in a squatting like environment with only men and like benching I don't see girls benching but it's so like I feel so strong in that feeling of it's being so, so empowering yeah I'm like, feeling sore after uh-huh and like putting on the weights after like adding on yeah. weights <laughs> the great thing about weightlifting is like there is progression, there's improvement, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. see, like, that your body is changing, but with, like, cardio and all that, like, it just feels like an endless journey for me, yeah. like, yeah. I know for some people, like, that's, that's what is good for their body, so, like, mm-hmm. it's easy for them, but I think it's, like, 
yeah it's important to like like what's good for you like what are Mm -hmm. you like what fits you yeah I think it's also good to mix things up like I know you do yoga as well um and yeah I I want to talk to you about it yeah like Um, I know you're really big into that Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Yeah, and like I think yoga is a great way to incorporate more slow movement, and you could also incorporate cardio. Like I, I'm not we're not saying that cardio is bad, but don't only do that because you think that well that's the only thing that will bring you results. But yeah, like, you have to think sustainably. Yeah, yeah, like I hundred percent agree with that. Like I, I, like my cardio is basically like I play. I started playing tennis, so I do like tennis twice a week, mm-hmm. and like that's cardio. Or like go on hikes. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, treadmill at the gym if you don't enjoy that, mm-hmm. which I don't. Like, I it, I, I honestly hate it. <laughs> so, like, sometimes it's good to blow off steam, but, like, like it's not sustainable for me, for sure. And, like, yeah. doing other forms of cardio is so much more, so much more, like, easy. Like, working out shouldn't be, it shouldn't make you suffer. Like, you shouldn't be suffering. Yeah. <laughs> you should feel energized after not, you know, fully depleted and like not being able to do anything. That's why it's so important to listen to your body and do what your body wants to do that day. If that means yoga, that means something like more calming, like swimming or like, um, like just some gentle stretches, then that yeah. is what your body needs that day. But if, if you're feeling like you have a lot of energy to do some squats to do some weightlifting then then do that or if you want to you know go into nature and go on a hike I think there's no one rule for exercise for sure wait Maggie do you do you meditate I'm curious I do I it's not a consistent it's not as consistent for me as yoga Mm -hmm. but I was talking to this with my friend the other day about how like you know apart from the sitting down like you know, closing your eyes and meditating. There are actually so many different forms of meditation that you can do through life. Like literally walking is a form of meditation if you're just focusing on the present. And Mm. for me, like meditation was very hard to adopt because it's still something that I'm working on, but because my mind is so, I'm always, I always want to do something. Like it's very hard for me to be quiet. So when I'm sitting down and just thinking my mind is like okay what am I going to eat next what am I going to do later what am I going to you know all that stuff so it's actually very beneficial for me to just learn to be quiet with myself yeah I think that's no like that's something I want to like try to start as well because Mm -hmm. like yeah like again back to knowing like your strengths and weaknesses like like you like I think I also sometimes like go really fast and I just there's so much I want to do like I want to be doing something all the time yeah yeah I think it's so important to just like take a breath and slow down. Yeah. And I think yoga is a great way to start because, you know, in yoga, there are like instructors will usually guide you through some breathing or like you're just fo- focusing more on your breath. And also, um, even if you're doing it alone, like I think yoga and just moving with your body and like being so present is is itself a form of meditation yeah I think yeah when I first started doing yoga I was like this is pretty amazing mm-hmm. and like people always underestimate yoga like yeah it's so tiring yes. like every time I have yoga I think I'm gonna get a break but no it's like it's like the full hour is like a workout yeah but it's like it's such a serene and like your mind just goes into flow like mm-hmm. like for real 
Mm-hmm. it's crazy it's yeah it's, it's super nice I like I really love it mm-hmm. don't underestimate the power of yoga literally oh, I was bringing my guy friends to like this free trial at my yoga studio and they were sweating so much yes like seriously <laughs> yeah and these are like soccer players who like <laughs> so all like just like run for miles and miles that they can't even do like a t- one hour yoga class so don't as- underestimate the power yeah it's just this whole thing of like like redefining like what it is to be fit and what it is to like what exercise means mm-hmm. being active yeah so it's really cool you segue perfectly into my next point about like redefining what it means to be fit because what exactly like, how would you define you know what fitness is uh I don't know I think being active mm-hmm. but I don't think yeah I think there shouldn't be this like exact definition like Mm -hmm. I think it has to be like like whatever like as long as you're like exercising throughout the week I Mm -hmm. think that's being fit Mm -hmm. and like being fit is also just being healthy Mm -hmm. and being healthy doesn't mean not eating certain things it it means like having balance Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know what do you think I think being fit is definitely very subjective but I think having the time to exercise is such a privilege. Like sometimes when I'm walking to the gym and I see like janitors working very hard to clean the environment, but they personally don't have as much time to be active and exercise as us. So I think that being fit is finding, finding your own balance in terms of, you know, your obligations like work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know your mental health but also finding the time to you know whether this be waking up a little bit earlier or I think waking up a little bit earlier is better than staying up later but I think mm-hmm. waking up a little bit earlier finding your time to do anything active like can j- literally just be stretching in the morning like a 10 minute yoga in the morning or cutting down on meat consumption and like red meat or just incorporating more vegetables into your diet but also having a balance in your food intake like not only eating the quote-unquote clean and healthy foods but eating for your mental health eating for like emotional eating is so important as well yeah I feel like being fit it's not just like physically but it's like can you wake up and like want to go outside and like feel good yeah but like what you said about like having time to like exercise and do this as a privilege is so real I I took a semester off this this um this past fall and like Mm -hmm. if I didn't have all this time like I wouldn't be able to work out all the time for sure like I would be exhausted it's definitely like it's definitely like a like the way we view fitness it's actually like really hard to achieve Mm -hmm. um and yeah you do need a lot of like privilege time money like yeah so yeah I think I think you're totally right about that. Yeah. I think sometimes when we're comparing ourselves to the influencers on social media that can like perpetuate the idea of what fitness looks like. For example, there are certain influencers, like fitness influencers who look the way they do because that is their job. That is their job yes. to be like go to the gym every day to eat a certain way to produce like YouTube content, Instagram content. But that's not 
an accurate it's not realistic and of, not yeah, realistic of at society all. there are people who work like nine to fives and then afterward have to go home and take care of their children so they really realistically like they don't have time they probably only have time on the weekends or you know they have to wake up an hour earlier to work out it's just like I think I wouldn't know what advice to give though other than finding your finding the time to take care of yourself like rather than spending the hour of rest that you get watching the tv maybe use it to go on a walk or do something that will energize you yeah and I think it's also just like putting things into perspective Mm -hmm. like stop comparing yourself to people who have complete different like lives and lifestyles as you Mm -hmm. also like treating yourself is also being healthy you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just like in moderation of course like everything in moderation yeah I think that when you start to restrict certain happiness happiness inducing things (laughs) I don't know what that word is but like certain happiness (laughs) in your life then you start to you know, you start to go into this spiral and you start to think that you'll never, like you can never eat this. And then once you have access to it, that's when you start to eat all of it. And then it can create like a cycle of like guilt and stuff like that. So I think learning from my own experiences and learning to do everything in moderation, exercise, rest, eating properly is such, is like a much more sustainable way of living rather than just like we're having to work out every single day no rest days and only eating clean foods yeah and yeah and I think this goes back to like self-awareness again like Mm -hmm. like know your homeostasis like what is sustainable for you and your body like if Mm -hmm. this is your normal like like learn to be okay with it you know like if this is like what's what you can maintain like living like your most healthy and balanced life that's what you should be not like like your best and like ideal like body or like might not be your body Mm -hmm. you know yeah because we always see these like Victoria's Secret models or you know on YouTube there's I forgot which YouTube channel it is but they always post like these models what I eat in a days and then you see them eating like a salad for lunch and then like a smoothie for breakfast and then you you feel the need to follow what they're eating or follow their exercise routine Mm -hmm. because you think that that will make you look like them but that is so far from the truth we're genetic genetically built differently you know we have different jobs their lives is literally like they're dedicated to being a model and to present their bodies on like magazines and stuff like that so you know if that's what brings you happiness then go for it but I think that it's such an unrealistic it's it's such an unrealistic standard to to strive toward yeah for sure I think balance is everything you know I used to do this thing where like it was like I'd buy a banana and then a bag of chips and then someone was like it doesn't work that way you know (laughs) and it's like I know but it's like I get both you know like yeah it's I'm I'm being healthy I'm being aware of my health but like Mm -hmm. I also want to eat something I love Mm -hmm. and like that happiness like yeah like it's worth it I think Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll doubt myself before like I go buy an ice cream but then I realize that life is so life is too short to not try that new flavor new Haagen-Dazs flavor also if you if you have Haagen-Dazs near you get the peanut butter crunch it's so good (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I will try it. But I just yeah. like I think once I started rediscovering like joy in all these experiences, life has just become so much better. Being able to exercise when only when I want to, resting when I need to, eating whatever makes me happy and like understanding, like you said, my homeostasis, where my body is most comfortable and that comes with not comparing myself to someone else because I have like I have two older sisters who look so different from me like physically and you know their jobs are completely different from mine they're like they're ten like they're nine and ten years older than me they have real jobs and I'm still a student so our lifestyles are completely different but it can be a little bit difficult to not compare when you're like in the same household and like living with someone and you mm-hmm. see what they're eating versus what they're not and stuff like that. So I yeah. think super important to just focus on yourself. Like you said, the self-awareness to do what you know your body needs and not what someone else tells you that you need. So I have one last question to end the podcast. Okay. And since my podcast is called It's Growing Season, I believe that just like crops, humans go through different seasons in their lives. So I wanted to ask you, how would you define this season in your life? Ooh, such a cute question. <laughs> um, hmm. I think I'm really thriving. Like I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, yeah, like it is like I'm growing into myself right now, mm-hmm. which is like, the best feeling like I just I'm really happy and like this has been such a crazy year like a year ago like today like at this time I was going through like the worst breakup of my life and like it was just like I could never imagine like like finding so much happiness having so much so many like amazing memories this year and like being where I'm at today mm-hmm. and I think for me like I do view growth as like constant like I always want to be better I always want to change like I never want to stay like exactly the same Mm -hmm. and like it's like a really exciting time I think and I'm like like I I enjoy college but I'm also so excited to just like be like fully independent too but yeah I think I think I'm really like like growing into myself and like at a point where like I've just learned so much about myself and I know like the type of person I want to be and like who I am like pretty clearly which is like really awesome mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I'm so happy to hear thank you so much for joining me today Rose this is such a wonderful start to my day <laughs> I know this is actually like so nice like I love having conversations about like these things Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like thank you so much for having me of course I feel so inspired and I also just feel so comforted um and I'm sure everyone listening yeah. do as well just to hear that you know you're not alone in your struggles and that it's so possible to find confidence and self-love so thank you so much thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please don't forget to leave me a review and give me a follow And you can also find me on my Instagram at mags.lee and at It's Growing Season, as well as my website, which is growwithmaggie.com. And you'll be able to find all of this in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for taking the time to listen. And I hope to see you in a future episode. Bye, everybody.